This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. I do think that it, yeah, I know. It, I, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. I have a theory about it. I think that there are, oh, this is going to sound so bad. Stay with me on this. I think that part of the reason that it's not in our consciousness as, as much, the, the Cy Young the what did you say manager of the year the manager of the year that's you know that's always like oh who's got the best team that type of thing um i think the reason it's not in our consciousness is, as much as that i think there's a lot of numbers we don't understand and we don't want to sound stupid so we just don't pay attention to it like okay cy young was given out yesterday and there's this whole thing now that innings don't matter innings don't matter they don't matter anymore innings don't matter the amount of innings you pitch they 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 don't matter anymore and so now we've taken away wins, which I, I was one of the people who said wins shouldn't matter. W- wins, it's well, a flawed stat. Is this what Jeff Passan was tweeting Yes. About? K's, K's don't matter. ERA, like that. people are saying ERA is the next one. ERA doesn't matter. Quality starts, which quality starts is another flawed thing. And I think that there's been a lot of things that have changed about what's important in baseball with analytics and statistics that I think some people are just like, you know what, kind of don't want to sound like a dummy and going to pay as much attention to those type of things. Thoughts? Well, first of all, as we saw in the playoffs, if you watch any MLB playoffs, the traditional role of a starting pitcher has completely changed. Well, in the playoffs it has. It's, you know, you pitch less. You, you always. Yeah, and so because that's all we care about or supposed to care about is the, you know, three-week postseason run that baseball has that is – you know, so so bizarre. Longest season in three weeks. The NFL yeah. postseason is longer. Yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre. Like, why do we play so many games then in baseball? What's the point of that? So, especially with people caring less and less about regular season anything. I mean, look at college basketball. It doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. When they expand college football playoffs, uh, people are telling me it's going to make more games more important. Oh, but the urgency level will be gone. I mean, Ohio State will be able to lose two games and be able to get in every single year. Alabama will lose two games, get in every single well, that year. Cha- so it's well, going to be zero urgency yeah, for those teams. Yeah. So almost put cart before horses so, there. I'm sorry. So in baseball, now now what we're doing when we get to the playoffs, what's a what's a good start? I mean, we only ask guys to go to the order twice. 
why would you want a pitcher to see the order three times? Like, I just think baseball, baseball always had some complexities that made it tougher to be a fan of for the average fan, especially with attention span where it is. Now you're telling me that starting pitching doesn't even matter? Like, who your starting pitcher is doesn't even get to be a rock star anymore? Like, when we were young, the the, the players we would talk about, yeah, the guys that would hit the, the, the long balls and everything. But we also knew all the best pitchers. And now you don't know the best pitchers because they, what in a playoff game they're going to go four innings? Like, what? So I just, I just continue to see this. Like I saw yesterday, oh, it's the Cy Young Award. And I'm like, baseball's doing postseason awards right now? And I know that used to be just something somebody would say mm-hmm. to try to get attention, try and brag about how they don't follow baseball. I'm not even – that's not even me in this instance. I'm saying I've seen zero conversation about None. who should win the Cy Young Award. Zero. I listen to – and I know you curate your own experience these days with podcasts and everything. But I listen to national guys, all the big national guys that anybody talks about. National-level guys. I still catch clips. I still see a little bit of Sports Center. There was zero talk of Cy Young Award. This is a huge problem, and it's uh, – we talked about how can they fix this? How can baseball fix this? It's broken. It's not getting fixed. People just aren't interested. Other than, yes, diehard baseball fans. Okay, they're diehard NBA fans. They're diehard college hoops fans. They're diehard everything. Lacrosse fans. They're diehard – beyond that, because every sport has its diehard fans, how do you get your sport back – into the public consciousness. I don't know what baseball does because if your team is not in baseball playoffs, you're done. That doesn't happen in the NFL. And in the NBA, say what you want about the NBA, and it had a rough couple of years for many reasons. People know and care if LeBron is in the NBA Finals. They know or care if Steph Curry is in the NBA Finals. They know or care if Kyrie or Kevin Durant. They know or care if James Harden, Mm -hmm. if the Greek freak. They know or care and they have an opinion about it. Nobody knew or cared about the Houston Astros or the Atlanta Braves, and you would have thought the Astros were finally a team that would drum up some controversy, like the big bad Yankees or the Red Sox. No, no one cared. Mm-hmm. No one cared. That was the cheating scandal was the cheating scandal. People were rooting against them, I guess. They still had, they still had a nice number they had nice, for ratings. Yeah, but in terms of – 11.75 per. I mean, I listen to so many national shows, or I'll go back and check clips just to see if we're missing anything. Nobody even brought it up. Nobody knew the strengths or weaknesses of either team. And these no. are national guys. PTI, they barely talked about it. I had a I, – I, I shouldn't admit this. I am. And Kornheiser's is, a baseball fan. I, I called you so after – So is Wilbon. I called you after this show I did. I had a guy named Kyle Glazer on, and he was very quick with his answers. I ended up embarrassing myself. I ended up – because I watched – I was at I was at eight on on a Friday night where there was it was uh, ALCS still the ALCS. I watched that whole game because we were on we didn't go until like one a.m. because the game was on, and so I watched that whole game, and I knew I had a show the next afternoon. I was on two to six the next afternoon on CBS Sports Radio, and I had a guy named Kyle Glazer on. No problem with him. I felt bad. I actually felt bad because I didn't realize he was going to be so quick with his answers. Like. I, I bring on Matt Snyder. Matt Snyder and I have a back and forth. We have a good rapport, and he'll stretch it out. It, it, it's not where he's, like, trying to take care of me. There's a natural he'll take care of me, and because there's a conversation, you think of other questions during the conversation because that's what it becomes. It's the same thing when we have Meisel on. I love Zach, and, and it, it can turn into a conversation about baseball. This guy was quick. 
And it was just like, he's used to question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. I ran out of questions. And I could tell, I thought the listener could tell that I'm struggling to find other questions because I thought I had what I had. I didn't. I For the first time in a long time, I felt unprepared. And it, it, it was really embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. And I think he could tell that I... The, the Indians were out, and the Indians had been out since late July, August, and I was done. I was done. Like, we went to that Cubs game. I, I, I thought it was funny. We went to the Cubs game. They were playing the Pirates, and there were no Cubs that people knew. And the only reason I knew of any Pirates was just happenstance and luck of paying attention to, like, 93-7. They're the home of the Pirates. I listened to a little bit of Pony and Muller. Which, by the way, congratulations, Craig Riley and the new boss over there in 93.7. Not that anybody listening to this cares, but I still need to say, good guy. But, like, that's that's a problem to me where I don't do that in the NBA. We know who the other players are. You know, even hockey, I, I hear hockey guys, and they talk about other teams. There's not as much – I don't think there's as much stuff on region when it comes to that. And obviously we pay attention to football players on other teams in the NFL and in college football. But in the but in Major League Baseball, I was man. I I was really embarrassed and I was sorry about it. Like, I I watched a little bit of postseason baseball, and I thought I was ready and I wasn't ready. It was but so what, bad. What baseball had going for it when I was young is a, the baseball stars were some of the biggest stars in sports. Ken Griffey Jr. was bigger than almost any NFL player when I was young. I'm serious. Was as recognizable as anybody. I swear to God. Okay, Mark McGuire, I mean, was as big as Jose Canseco was as big. These guys were rock stars. Obviously, the Indians of 95, rock stars in this city like the Cavs were when they were just in the finals. That is gone in baseball. We tried to talk about Shohei Otani till we were blue in the face, telling people they should care about this. The reality was those games are on the West Coast. Baseball regular season is baseball regular season. It's just... And it's not the highlights of a baseball game are just nothing compared to the highlights of a football or basketball game, in my opinion. I, people can disagree. Reasonable minds can disagree. But um, there are things that players do on a basketball court or things they do on a football field that are always going to be way more interesting to me than a guy swinging a baseball bat or throwing a pitch. It yeah. just always is. Doesn't mean I can't appreciate a great relay throw. Doesn't mean I can't appreciate a, 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 great, a great pickoff move. But those are just aren't as interesting to me. And when I was young, those players were all rock stars. Not to mention, we knew the teams; they were together. Those players were on every and team for years. Now, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna the, kill me. From, you're gonna from, kill hold me. on, from year yeah. to year, these baseball teams just totally change. And you know, a guy that's on the Indians this year, you have to hate him the next year because he's on the White Sox. And you see that a lot in the NBA too, and even the NFL. You're seeing more of that. But those are the things that are really problematic about baseball, when I remember those World Series when I was young, it was a big deal who won the World Series. It was bragging rights. The next day, they talk about it on national radio. And the reality is, like, well, you guys just don't know baseball. Do we know football? Do we have any idea if Odell Beckham ran the right route on Monday Night Football with the Matt Stafford interception? Do we have any idea? Because I, I watched the Manning cast. One Manning said, what is Stafford doing? The other Manning said, oh, boy. Uh, he quit on his route. Reality is, we don't know what was called in the huddle. We have no yeah. idea. But it's not going to stop us from having an opinion yeah. on it. In baseball, what is the debate? 
Righty-lefty. Oh, he should have gone to his bullpen earlier. Oh, should have had a pinch hitter. Not as interesting. So, I'm sorry, those, those see, are not as interesting to me. Well, there, there's a lot of – there's a lot of this is it and that's all in baseball with the way the game is played. Now, I, there's probably some baseball people like Bull or someone who could say different. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, he could. He, would, like, he, would be, he would be yelling at top of his lungs if he's listening. With analytics, well, I, I'd be more than happy to have him on. But I, I, with analytics and football, there's still plenty of room for argument. There really is. Yes. Just like what you said, there is still plenty of room for that. Going for it on fourth down, the sheet says one thing. Well, the tone of the game says another thing. And my gut instinct says yes. another, yeah. Yes, because like, there is – that's what makes football so fun. It, it's such an emotional thing where it's like fourth and one at the opponent's 37-yard line. My sheet says I need to go for it here. We didn't get it last time. How much time's left? Like this type of thing. Like that – That I would I would always go for it. But still, like it, it, you bring up like Scott Frost, right? Scott Frost kicking field goals. What the F are you doing kicking field goals at home against Ohio State? Go for it. You're supposed to lose anyway. What are you doing assing off and doing this? Like that, that's another thing. Well, my sheet says I need to do this. No, it doesn't. That's stupid because you're stuck in the 90s. But, but like that type of thing. Not, and here I am getting passionate yeah, about yeah. that, and it's three weeks after that game happened. And not only that, when I was young also, when I'm talking about how these guys were rock stars, we had a basis to compare players through different eras, through different decades Okay, turn of the century. We were comparing batting averages, home runs. Harmon Killebrew had this many home runs. Roger Maris had this many. We would compare those yep. players, and so we knew what track they're on. Well, then came the 90s. That blew up, as we knew it, that blew up stats in baseball. And now you're telling me that a guy can bat 230, and he's having a great year for other reasons. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? If I'm a out. guy bat 230 Uncle, back in I'm the out. day, I used to piss all over that. Yeah. And now it's like, really? Oh, well, you guys don't know. It's like. Like batting average, because now it's about home runs. And I also told you, I also told you the other killer for baseball is oh, can't wait to see Otani. And I went, I went and watched. Yeah, him. you did. And I saw everybody was there to watch him. Everybody had Otani jerseys. And you know what I saw? What I saw Otani bat four or five times. That's your night. If I go to see Kyrie Irving well, in a basketball game, he has the ball in his hands the yeah. entire game. Okay, LeBron James. If I go to see Baker Mayfield, there's only so many things he has do. the ball in his hands. I mean, you know for a fact that you can go watch your guy, even if he's on defense. I can watch Miles Garrett on every play. In baseball, I'm watching a center fielder. Oh, he moved in a step because of the fly ball, and it was hit the other way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's just not – baseball does not lend itself in my short attention span world. Maybe if it was the turn of the century, I'd have a different feeling. But in my world now where I'm on my phone half the game, oh, I just missed one of Otani's at-bats. That's just not happening in the NFL. I'm not going to miss one of uh, Lamar Jackson's throws or runs. Well, part it's of electric. That, part of that is going to be that's just baseball, and maybe you're just not a big baseball fan when it, when it comes to uh, you saw him four or five times. You know that's they can't do anything about that. That's the game. Uh, so that might be a you problem. But I've gotten tired. I've really gotten tired of doing this. Like every time we talk and we talk about being excited about the all-star game and all that other stuff. And it's like, man, we do this every single time we talk about the ills of baseball, the problems with baseball and how much bigger, how much bigger it was when, when it was in the nineties and how much bigger it was when we were kids and all that other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how to fix it. Cause every time we got, we go to talk about fix it, we just always end up there and ain't going to get any better here in a couple of weeks. Cause they're going to have a lockout. And I, I hope they can start baseball on time. I really do. Especially this year. I think it's critical for us. 
it with the, in Cleveland with the Guardians, I, starting a season on time, uh, having that. And again, the TV rights, I told you about this on the air earlier the, today, the, the Players Union is pissed. Uh, that's not going to be something that's that's very good. And it's going to affect us because, you know, you do have, and again, this is what I, I picked this up from John Auran, that you have already fans who are upset that they can't watch the Guardians or the Cavs because they have YouTube TV or anything. I think, like, I have Spectrum. You have Spectrum? No, I have Cox. Okay. Well, I know my cable company, I think it's in a year with Sinclair. Who care? I think it's the owner of Bally. It's like okay, well, I'm I'm a year away. I'm a year away from something big happening here, and I I gotta watch the Guardians and I gotta watch the Cavs. Yeah, another I have another to see agreement. Them. Like we're getting to a we're getting to a critical mass here with both the NBA and Major League Baseball, where something's gonna have to give where you can get your product to your fans, or it's just going to make it even worse. It's just easy. There's, there's other things to do. It's going to be very easy for young people to just not grow up a baseball fan. Exactly. It's going to be very easy. Oh, I don't see it. Out of sight, out of mind. Like sure, I'll go to a few to games a year, but you know how expensive that could be. I'll go well, to a few games a, a year. That's another thing. When you have a sport, and I think that this is hurt. Like the NBA, I think this has hurt the general fan. I know you still have the stars and people that pay attention to it because there's something cool about NBA players and, and the big stars of the NBA. And the hope that they give you when they do play for your team, and we've we've witnessed that firsthand technically twice. Baseball, when you have that many dates to fill, I mean, you have 81 days you have to fill. You cannot price out regular fans. You can't do it. And I know it's never going to go back to, all right, walk up to the window, five dollar tickets, this, that, and the other. But it's you can't you you can't make it only cost effective. Mm on the secondary ticket market like we saw. Like you, you and I and you paid you actually paid for all the tickets when we went to um when we went to Wrigley. Wrigley. Yeah. We, but did we not have service problems then cuz they like the tickets weren't going through. We were losing our minds cuz it was how a much, disaster. How much was it for four? It wasn't that bad. No, for, it was 100 bucks. Okay, it was like yeah. 120. Yeah. yeah, but it was like it's like come on, man. Like there's got to be something that there's a market for face value decent ticket prices. Right off. I think a lot of people still, they go to whitesocks.com, look at the website and go, I don't know about that. And that's it. I don't think there's, I still think there's probably a lot of people, maybe ticket agencies would tell me different. I don't know how many people are going to the secondary ticket market and doing that unless they really want to go to a game and they know about it and they know it like we do. Or they're, they're big sports fans. I think a lot of people are just general sports fans. Oh, yeah, whatever. I saw some for the White Sox. Let's see it. I saw some for the Twins. I saw some for the Guardians. Let's see it. And then they see the price, and I, th- I think it turns them away. Mm-hmm. I think it turns them away. And it's like, because it's, it's 81 days. And so you're a sport. You need repeat business. You need volume. You do. It's not once a year, and you're making it a once-a-year thing. How many season ticket holders can you have? Especially when you have two other teams in town. And the Cavs are exciting. If they have Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and Jared Allen, they're exciting again. They're not. They're still – these injuries are going to hurt them, but they're still an exciting team again. The Cavs, at least, I think there was some desperation there, and I think they realized. They even fought think, back in the second half last night. Go I, ahead. I think their second or third home game of the year, they're like 50% off. Do it. Whatever. they got to do whatever they can to get people to come in. Yes. And you know how expensive the NBA tickets are. They're insane outrageous, to have outrageous. Good seats. 
outrageous. So, you know, I, I need to see what these sports are going to do here over the next decade because it's still – there's you know, the NFL – Whatever the NFL does, it's just a giant cash cow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any way to stop the NFL. Yeah. I don't want it to stop, but I, I don't know if there's any decision that they make where they go, ooh, bet you want to have that one back. But we do that all the time with baseball. We do it all the time with the NBA. We do it all the time with the NHL. The NHL, again, I thought it was a brilliant move by bringing them back to ESPN. I said it in the podcast last, or on Tuesday, so I don't need to say it again. Like, there's so many things that are good about it. And so you've got to get what's good about your sport out there for everybody. And, I like, you can't make it this exclusive club of baseball fans when you have 81 dates a year at home. You've got to get people in the seats, especially in a lot of cities that are like Cleveland, that are ticket revenue cities. Uh, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. Are you going to watch the letter, Kenny? Jeff Thomas told me to, so. I don't know if you'll like it. You don't really like comedy. You like Tim um, Robinson? Yeah, it's it's just a lot of those shows. Like I told you, I tried, uh, what is it, <clears throat> Shit's Creek, whatever. Yeah. Okay. You're just not obsessed with it the I way just, other people are. I watched it, thought it was good. That was it. Told you The Office. Watched a few seasons, thought it was good. But it, for whatever reason, maybe it's the the lack of a real, of a real soap opera, okay. even though they kind of do throw those in there. You know, Family Guy, when I was younger, great. Caught every episode. Yeah. I don't know. As I've gotten older, I just don't get around to doing it, and I don't know why. Do you have Hulu? I don't really have a reason. No. I have the ad, the ones with ads. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you have Hulu. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Letterkenny's on there. I love Letterkenny. I think it's – I can't believe I'm saying this. I love a lot – well, I, I've realized this for a while. I'm just going to say it on the air. I love a lot of Canadian television. Okay. Which is weird to say. Uh, obviously, everybody knows I'm a huge. I love Trailer Park Boys. Like it's so it that show is easily my number one with a bullet to a point where it's it's totally different from like all the other shows. I don't know why. Um, I've just always loved it. I've just always thought it was brilliant. Uh, the later seasons are. I don't even watch them because I don't want to be let down. Because you know people get older, and you know John Dunsworth died, who was Jim Leahy, and it's 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 changed for me. But I love that show. And it'll always be a special spot for me for whatever reason. It just is. And I became obsessive over it. The Office, again, I, I, people think I hate The Office because of what I say about Jim and Pam. I don't. They, I love The Office because I'm willing to get that involved in the characters because it's brilliant. It's a brilliant show. Um, I never, I, I've only seen a couple episodes of the British version just because I like the American version so much and I don't want to compare. There's rarely shows that, that hit me. Shit's Creek, I like. I'm just not obsessed with it the way other people are. But I, I think that, I think it's Catherine O'Hara is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Eugene Levy and his son are fantastic. The daughter's great. I mean, it's a really good show. It does do the nice balance of of heart plus funny. Um, again, you said you saw what a few episodes and you thought it was funny. So like four it. or five, and I'm like, yeah. this is good. Yeah, but it wasn't that I had to keep watching it yeah, and binge I, it. I'm not obsessed over it the way it is with everything else. Letter Ken- and that's a Canadian show, by the way, Shit's Creek. Very good. I love Letter Kenny. Now, there's a couple episodes I don't love as much as some of the other ones, but there's some good stuff on there, man. But I don't know if you would like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would like it. There's a lot of running gags. I don't know. I see you. I just see you liking different television than than I like. And I'm in desperate need. I've been looking, and it's just on the nights of the Cavs don't play or whatever. 
I am just looking for something. I have anything, been, and I can't find anything. Tone, I've been dying for something since Mad Men. I've been looking since Mad Men, and I can't find anything I can sink my teeth into. People are telling me Yellowstone. I saw the first episode of that, and then you got pissed at me because I said that that his son dies. One of his sons. He's got like five sons, and one of them dies in the first episode. The episode was long. It was like two hours long. It's like, is this like a movie? What's the going pilot? On the original? I saw season one, episode one, Yellowstone. At least that's what I think I saw. Okay. That's probably the one that I'm going to get around to because I've had a bunch of buddies. When the buddies reach annoying stage, I'm like, all right, I'll cave. I'll watch a damn thing. There's a lot of – there's in the first episode, my, my mother-in-law told Liz to watch it. There is a – there is – it's always weird when your mother-in-law tells you – tells your wife – your wife to watch a movie or to watch a show. There's some, there's a little bit of gratuitous sex. Um, but I, I, I watch, I go, a lot of this just has a very big dances with wolves vibe to it. Okay. So it's like a modern, almost a modern version of version of dances with wolves. Kevin Costner calls another guy, a very slanderous word in that show. And then they're starting to shoot at each other and stuff over cattle. And, and, and this is set in 2021, man. This is, uh, I do like the scenery. The scenery's nice. Oh, it's not the past? No, this is 2021. This is set in Montana. Oh, I thought you were going to say Streetsboro. No, and uh, they're shooting at each other, and there are a lot of Rams in it, which is nice. It's you know like what? a big commercial for Ram. You know what? I wondered about this the other day. So my girlfriend has not seen the big movies. There's so many big movies she just never watched. She's never seen Shawshank Redemption. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was possible. Wow. And so I wondered the other day, I was talking to somebody, with the way that movies are distributed, which with the way that they come out now, with the way that they cater to certain audiences, mm-hmm. I mean, how many more Marvel movies are there going to be? There's going to be Infinity. There's just going to be that many more. They make money. If they make money. I can't see them ever not making money either. That's the weird thing. Yeah, and that's that's the way that you know those franchises are kind of built, and that's the way the, the movie industry has gone away from so many different things. I think part of that's also cancel culture, even though it's considered art, but art's not protected from cancel culture today. Um, look at stand-up you know, comedians. Look at comic strips. We've I mean, talked everything. about that. You know we hate that. So, So my next question is, Will there ever be another Goodfellas, Shawshank Redemption? Will there ever be another Braveheart? Will there ever be, an, uh, uh, you know, whatever your favorite movies are that are considered by critics to be pretty good. I think Braveheart's considered to be pretty Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just a, a movie that a bunch of guys like. Uh, but the, the critically acclaimed movies, there will be blood. Will there be any more of those ever again, or are we yes. just going to get The Rock? And Kevin Hart, it, is that just what it's going to no, be forever? Because there. they used to be able to have movies that didn't make a ton of money, but they could take a chance on. They're there. Where are they taking a chances on this? They're now? right there. You got to look for them. They're there right now. Succession, Billions, Westworld, all that stuff that you've liked. Dexter, all that stuff that's that's on either premium cable or or subscription based subscriber. You know. Netflix, Hulu, whatever, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, like Ted Lasso. Like, everybody loves Ted Lasso. I see Ted Lasso. I've never seen a second of that show. I see that guy. I know I'd like that show. Mm -hmm. I just don't have Apple TV. And I don't 
but but Kay, what I'm saying, I'm not is, gonna get over one show either. Yeah, but what I'm saying is in in the, in the movie realm, like the power of a movie like Goodfellas. What's the running time of Goodfellas? Two it, hours. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. Probably a little longer. I was gonna say two twenty. Well, it feel it doesn't feel like it's two and some odd hours. It does move. I think it moves. So the ability to tell a story, give context to double digit characters, to have witty dialogue, to have twists and turns, to have you emotionally engaged in the well being and the welfare of characters or their families yeah. to make it a period piece. You throw all this stuff, or, and I'm just talking about Goodfellas. It could be anything. It could be The Godfather. It could mm-hmm. be um, L.A. Confidential, Shawshank. To be able to do that and tie that up in two hours, 215, 220, 230, maybe even a little longer. Goodfather, Godfather's obviously long. To be able to do that, and it's over. The stories have been told. So that that is that, over. That is amazing. Now, they would take Goodfellas or The Godfather. They would make that six seasons, 15 episodes, 45 minutes to an hour each. And they would be great. We'd watch them. It would occupy a great deal of time of our lives. Yeah. But there's a magic to movies. And that art form it's over. is that it's all wrapped up. And you leave the theater. It's over. That Those days are done. Those days are done. Because you don't get that. It, they're more selective with their movies. They need bigger They need bigger returns. Uh, they do not want to do that. And there's a possibility. Like a, a movie like Gut. Was Goodfellas a blockbuster when it first came out? That's a good question. I thought it was. I thought it was. There's a couple movies that we that are. I never remember which ones actually did well in the exactly, box but that's the thing. These are all time like National Library movies, it, it's so culturally significant. And you hear back on them, you're like, oh, that didn't make as lo- that didn't make as right. much money as you think it would. These are incredible films. They can't do that anymore. They can't afford to do that anymore. So now these guy, these guys and women who would make these directors who would make brilliant movies. Why Why do that? Why deal with that when I can go to Netflix, when I can go to Hulu? And now eventually that may change as well. We'll see. And I can make what I want and be unflinching. I can I can be dramatic. I can be risque. I can do this. And there's people who are, who are going to be upset by it, but we'll be fine for the most part here. Like, we'll get through it. The other thing is, like, you see where comedy's going. Like, everybody's pissed off at Dave Chappelle, right? Mm-hmm. Go watch one episode of Big Mouth. Tell me on what planet they could ever act like that with real actors. A lot of the raunch that's funny to you and I, that is going to subscriber companies that are animated. Nick Kroll, who's got a great sense of humor. And they do this on Netflix as a as a um as an animation. I told you about I told you about um F is for Family. Yeah. With Bill Burr, I, 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 I can say this on the podcast, you see swinging balls up against, you know what I mean, of a man and a woman in animation. You can't do that. You can't ever show that. You'd have people, they'd be outside your, they'd be outside your offices with signs. You see this on Netflix, on, on, on animated, that animated, like we, 
the movies that we watched that we knew were movies that now are looked at and they go, ugh, 40-year-old virgin, mm. knocked up. Those, the, the Judd Apatow, yeah. early, mid-2000s, that type of stuff that now people look back and they, they get offended by. That's on subscriber services in animation form. The um, the guy who plays, um, oh, who the hell is the, uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. He's got his own animated show called Hoops. It's greasy. It's funny. It's it's all hidden in animation now because you can do that type of thing in animation because you the, the viewer knows it's not real and they don't get pissed. Mm. I hope I'm not giving away the secret sauce and people start getting pissed. They don't get pissed. I mean, I see there's some things a big mouth and I'm going, Boy, I got a dark sense of humor. Some of this stuff is a little rough even for me. This is some rough stuff here. I mean, it is dark, really dark stuff. But they do it, and they have license to do it because it's animated. Mm -hmm. It's not with real actors. And so that's how you're seeing things. And I do think that, you know, I remember remember when Married with Children came out when you and I were kids. And this is this this is America now. This is the degradation of America. We have this family, this this dysfunctional family. It was so controversial. Trash TV. That and The Simpsons. That back to yes, back, right? Yes, so controversial. I remember Ren and Stimpy when I was a mm-hmm. kid. When I was very little, my uncle was the biggest champion of Ren and Stimpy you'll ever find, and I he let me watch Ren and Stimpy. And my parents, because of my uncle, let me watch Ren and Stimpy. But it was a major ass like. This is disgusting, and this is on Nickelodeon. How how the American children, and I really thought like we were going to a very open place, and things have really tightened up. Things have really tightened up. Like we, I think in a lot of ways we've kind of gone back to I Love Lucy Land with television. Everything's safe, everything. Which think is about ho- which is absolutely horrible. Yeah, and and I I think at some point we will go back where we got to understand that there are differences. There is acceptance and tolerance, but there's also differences. And the professionally offended can't make decisions because life is tough, and some people just want to laugh at something. They just want to laugh at something. And I wonder if the pandemic and things like that, after this, maybe people are going to want to laugh again at real acting and in real movies and, and understand that, hey, this is not some like Judd Apatow movies to me. It's not some grandstand against women. It's just stupid comedy from the mid two thousands. That's what it is. You just like the the Three Stooges, just stupid comedy from the thirties, forties, and fifties, like that type of thing. That's what I think of when I think of that type of stuff. And so I I, I hope that we go back there. It's not where. Listen, I'll watch my mouth because I want to be respectful to people, but at the same time, I'm not trying. I'm, I, I don't think everybody wants to sit there and watch their mouth just so they don't get fired by somebody who has a problem with it. And I think the same goes for directors. It goes for creative people like that. And I do think at some point we'll go there. Society, things get wet, things get good, people get bored, and they find things to be upset with. Society changes. We go through things as a country. We go through things as a world. We kind of want to lighten up a little bit. So we'll see what happens here over the next couple of years when we're just maybe so damn tired of being offended by each other. We'll see. Uh, Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. Got a, got a couple, one more thing to bring up. Uh, Andy brought this to our attention. Tim Brando calling college football corrupt if if uh, Cincinnati doesn't make the uh, college football playoff. Your thoughts? 
Uh, that certainly has some shock value to what he said. Uh, it's interesting because Tim Brando knows, above all, all the years he's been doing this, he knows that the top of the food chain in college football has always been on a different level, um, just in terms of making more money, more exposure, making suits a lot more money, yeah. their conferences, uh, just a, a huge deal than the Cinderella's of the world, the mid-majors. We just we, he, he knows better than anybody because he's been involved with it for so long. But, I mean, if you would have told me before the season, hey, here are the schedules for all these teams in college football. And Alabama is going to end up with one loss. And Ohio State's going to end up with one loss. And then the Cincinnati team goes undefeated. I would have said, yeah, Cincinnati's not getting in. Mm-hmm. Just you knew before the season started because of the schedule. Mm-hmm. You would have had to have carnage. You would have had to have just chaos in the streets for Cincinnati to have a shot, which I guess still could happen. Although I'm still waiting for them to put Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati, which you know they want to do somehow. Mm-hmm. But there's no chance, and, and Tim Brando knows this, why he made the comment that he did. He, there's almost no chance that Cincinnati's getting in. And not that I think Ohio State is some bulletproof team. They've got issues. You know, that Tulsa team that Cincinnati struggled with, so did Ohio State. Uh, we saw Ohio State lose at home to Oregon. I I just don't understand how anybody would want to a, see Cincinnati in a playoff other than you're just Ohio State fatigue. Fine. Well, then I, I get it. Then you would take anybody. It has nothing to do with Cincinnati yeah. or what they've accomplished this year. It's weird here, though, because I, like, I, I see people who you either love Ohio State or hate Ohio State in this state. And I know there's other people – but they latch on to Cincinnati. Sure. In other states, I don't think they're latching on to Cincinnati. Like, people in California probably hate Ohio State. They're not just latching on to Cincinnati because of that. They want Oregon to get in. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what they care about. And I love Luke Fickle. I, I do. I Luke Fickle is is a guy that I'll root for the rest of my life, I guess, unless he goes to Michigan. But I'll root for him. I'll root for him in Michigan. No matter where he goes. And he's done a fantastic job. Yeah. But, come on, guys. What would the point spread be tomorrow? If Ohio State, who has all the flaws that they have, they have more flaws this year yeah. than they've had in a while. Yeah. What would be the point spread? And this is Cincinnati's best team in how many years? How many probably, decades? Probably 11. No, it'd be seven. Give me seven. Oh, because you're thinking of the team that played Florida? Yeah. Didn't they get decimated in that game against Urban Meyer? Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a good Cincinnati team. What would it be? Over a touchdown? Yeah, Ohio seven, State? Uh, seven, eight. Yeah. By the way, uh, Ohio State. One sports book that got referenced yesterday, Ohio State six and a half, six over Michigan next week uh, in Ann Arbor. That sounds about right. Each team. Oh, who's Michigan got this week? Oh, who do they have? They had Penn State last week. Oh, I slopped it. I'm up. not even sure. Ohio State has Michigan State. Who the hell's Michigan? Yeah, have? these schools don't do it like the SEC, where it's like, hey, we're going to schedule Furman the week before. We've got a big one, or Samford, hold on, or East talking. Tennessee State. I always wonder why the Big Ten didn't copy that from the SEC and get. I, no, get, I disagree. I disagree. Get, Maryland, they got Maryland, so basically they well, did schedule yeah. Furman. I disagree. I loved how they scheduled it this year. I think they did it right, and let me explain. No, why. I'm saying every year though. The SEC has been doing this for oh, 15, yeah. for 15 years. But I'm they, talking about the Big Ten where this year. They have a week to get healthy right I, before they have. a That's big right. Game. But I'm talking about the Big Ten this year. The SEC, the SEC has done this thing, and it took them a while to, to make sure it was done. But now it's been done. And it's the same thing every year. People just assume the SEC is great every year. Everybody in the SEC, it's just different here. What they have done is truly impressive. 
they know that the South is a unit. Everybody from the South is a unit. They're all in on it. We're different here. We're the South. It's the South culture is different here. They're just different from every. You don't see anybody in the Midwest. Midwest and the SEC and in the South, that's the way they are. And the SEC is a rallying cry for it. Forget the ACC. People don't think that counts, or they just watch it for basketball. They don't care. Mm-hmm. In the SEC, that's what they've done. They've turned it into a rallying cry, and they have their the, the SEC has every athletic director. This is what this conference is about. We do college football here. This is our bread and butter. This is our thing. New York, they got their baseball. The Big Ten country, they got the NFL. You know, the, up here, the NFL is a big, big, big-ass deal. And they don't care about anything out in California. They don't care. Basketball, whatever. They care about college football. So what they did, they, I, I'm serious. I don't, know if, I, I don't know how they did it, but they made a concerted effort. It's no longer just Alabama and Georgia and everything. When I was a kid, I don't think I really cared about the SEC. No, they I didn't either. Quietly, they didn't do this out of nowhere. They quietly built up. This is what we are, and now we're the best conference. Everything's different here. We're, it, remember, it's just different or it's just better. It, it, means, means it just more. means more. We got the most NFL players. We got the most NFL talent coming through. We are the breeding ground for all these athletes. We got the best coaches. We have the most resources. Even Vanderbilt, they're throwing that in there. They don't care. And they have the academics with Vanderbilt, too. So they've built that in that way, and that's what they made it bigger. So the SEC can afford to have Tennessee State, Mississippi State, the week before the Egg Bowl. The Big Ten, the Big Ten is done where it's known as good football and classic football. So it's plotting, methodical, big, heavy set offensive linemen up front, even though that's not necessarily true anymore. A lot of these guys are great athletes. But it's still seen that way because it takes a long time. to. So what the Big Ten has done, look at the scheduling now. You have a lead up. They knew which division was going to be better. East, right? Ohio State. Oh, yeah. So they knew we got to schedule Ohio State, Michigan State. We have to schedule Ohio State, Penn State later in the year, October. And that all these other teams, even in the East, start to build themselves up before they had to do the crossover games, before they had to go – Iowa. Iowa was a top five football team at one point. Even like, and give credit to Wisconsin. Wisconsin started off one and three. They've won their last what two months of football. Like you've had teams been able to build back up. Wisconsin started off a little bit rough. They got in their side of the division, and now they're blowing teams out, kicking ass, taking names. I think they were brilliant with their scheduling in the Big Ten. Well, it's brilliant unless Ohio State loses to Michigan State, and now you have a, 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 a two-loss Ohio State team against Michigan. That's, All of a sudden, your yes, audience right. is going to be fractured. Yep, yeah, and that is that is part of it. You're right about that. But they think, you know what? Michigan State will be a little bit better. It'll mean more when Ohio State beats Michigan State. Penn State will be a little bit better. It'll mean more for either Michigan or Penn State if they beat each other. Michigan will be a little bit better. It'll mean more when Ohio State beats them, which is always something we always bitch about. So it means more there. I know you're getting ready to go. Can I explain Matt Campbell's comments real quick? Sure. So you sent me the vi- you sent me the clip of Zach Gell bitching about Matt Campbell's comments. Mm-hmm. Zach's a good host, and I would do this for 90% of coaches because you and I know who Matt is. And they say, Matt Campbell makes $4 million a year and says winning the Big 12 Conference doesn't mean is, does, isn't what their goal is. The whole reason – Matt Campbell makes $4 million a year is for the same attitude he had when he was at Toledo, the same attitude he had when he was an assistant. That's what he is. He knows in a place like Iowa State, 
in a place like Toledo, you ain't going to win anything for any, any consistent amount of time unless you have culture. So you have to be a culture guy. Winning is paramount. You have to win. He knows he has to win. But the entire reason why Iowa State is even in that conversation in the first place in 6-4 and four, is a disappointment. If it were me, I would have benched Brock Purdy a month ago and I would have played the backup. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm not Matt. The whole reason they're even in the conversation in the first place is because of the culture. Because how many athletes have gone to Iowa State and even gone on to play and they've played for three-win or four-win Iowa State teams? You ha- If you're going to get anybody out there, you have to brainwash players into standing in the middle of a cornfield. Now, you and I have been to Ames, nice people, every all that other stuff you have to say. But it's a tough place to recruit, man. And Impossible. And in that in that state, there are there are passionate Iowa State fans, but most of those fans support the other one. Mm-hmm. And the big money donors support the other one. So it makes it even more difficult. And the Big 12 is not nearly as sexy as the Big 10. Not anywhere near. So they tend to support the other one. So it's difficult. You can't just hot shot and expect any success. Guys have done that. They failed. Or they got the hell out of there before they failed. I do think he's at a crossroads right now. I think the season's probably going to finish 7-5. and five. I think they'll probably lose to Oklahoma. I think they'll beat TCU, even though TCU's a wild card. They have talent on that team. I think they'll probably finish 7-5, and five, and we'll see what he decides to do because he'll have offers. But to say, well, you know, we're taking it a little bit too literal. It's not an excuse. It is the truth. The only reason they're in that conversation is because of the, the culture they build anyway. Brees Hall said it, four-star culture instead of four-star player, or five-star culture mm-hmm. instead of five-star player, whatever it is. That's the way it's got to be. And, yeah, you're going to have some teams that are inconsistent. And when have we ever talked about Iowa State being in a Fiesta Bowl? That's, that's about as high as Iowa State's going to ever be. Well, sorry. This, these will be the last few games that he'll have there. You said it, I did. <laughs> All right, brought to you by Extend Technologies. Tone, thanks for sticking around with me. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, 6 to 10 a.m. On the fan! I told you I know where he's going, right? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.